0: Hey friends, so you have prayed, hoped, and worked really hard to get your child what they need so that they could become more independent. However, when they get to the point when they want that independence that you prayed so hard for, it's not that easy to let go. We're talking about that today, so let's get to it. Hey Courageous Mom, I want you to know that you are so brave, raising those children and giving everything you have for everything that they need. I've been there and understand what it's like to feel like you're lost, to feel tired and so completely overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Tanya and an Autism Mom. This journey is not an easy one. It's been demanding and confusing, but it's also been massively life-changing in a great way and has brought me more joy and more laughs than I could ever imagine. You shouldn't walk alone, and that's why I felt called to create this community. Here you'll laugh, find joy, hear inspiring stories, along with support and some tough love to begin your journey back to you again. You have permission to take care of yourself to go after your dreams, and to be happy and fulfilled every day, even on those tough ones. So let's do this journey together, gracefully, boldly, and courageously. All right, so you've worked really hard, and your prayers are finally being answered, and your child is becoming more independent. They are claiming their independence and actually saying, no, I can do it on my own. What do you do? It is so hard to let go and I am realizing that. Yes, someone might say, well, you let them do it. Right, but what if they fail? And they might fail because you and I have both failed when we've tried things and then we get back up and do it again, but it's not that easy because they're our child, we adore them, and we wanna keep them in this safe little bubble where no one can hurt them and they will never experience an ounce of pain and that is just not reality it's not realistic to even think that we could even make that happen well recently my son has been demanding more independence and as well as doing it at home he's obviously been doing it at school So I just have to share something that was really funny that came back on his second term progress report. So let me read this for you. Okay, so this is something that was written by one of his speech therapists at school who also runs some of these social skills groups. She said, Seamus has begun advocating for himself more frequently and with more confidence. He is increasing his desire for independence and frequently communicates this to staff. We are working on how to phrase and say this. Example, I'd like to do this on my own instead of, can you get away from me? <laughs> I, I literally burst out laughing because he really says whatever's on his mind and actually what most people are probably thinking and wishing they could say but they don't because we recognize that there are other more polite ways to say it. But my son just says what's on his mind as he claims his independence, which again makes me very proud, but also scared out of my mind. And my husband recently reminded me that I have to let him go and let him grow. Because if I'm continually hovering and trying to help him and guide him through everything, I'm not allowing him to make mistakes. And let's be real, making mistakes is how we all learn, whether it's what we want to happen or not. It just is, and it's not just for you or me. That is the case for everyone, including our children. And I hate when my husband is right. But I have to admit that he has an excellent point and that although it is messy and awkward as my son tries to step out more on his own and claim his independence, I have to (laughs) let go of my grip. You know, I am a complete mama bear because I do want to protect my son, but I am also recognizing that I am not helping him in the least bit if I don't learn to let go of the reins just a little. And of course, I'm going to be there when he needs me and to help guide him a little. Obviously, we still need to teach our children. A child with autism or a disability definitely needs more guidance and more training and has to be told not once, not twice, but several times more than your neurotypical child when learning a new skill like texting a friend or how to order on their own in a restaurant or simply just learning to cross the street. These are all things that we have to repeat over and over again and my son has become very agitated when I try to help sometimes And he will say, I can do this on my own. He is right. He can, or he wants to. And maybe it won't always be successful or as I hope that it would go. But the fact that he wants to have that independence and try, I have to recognize that I prayed for those things. Over the course of the 10 years since my son has been diagnosed, obviously, we knew things were going on before his diagnosis at three. I was praying, one, for him to speak. And when he finally started speaking, and sometimes when he's nonstop repeating the same thing over and over again, and I want to put my head through a wall, I have to remind myself, Tanya, you prayed for this. Same goes for his new claiming of independence. I prayed for this. And although a part of me, (laughs) I hate to admit, wishes that maybe he wasn't trying so hard, because you know what? This opens up a new level of hurt. And that's all what I'm discovering right now, is that as he starts to do more things on his own, It is more messier and more awkward. There is a lot more heartbreak for me. And selfishly, I am trying to not experience that anymore because I have dealt with more than I think I could endure. And I feel like I've hit my max for a lifetime. But as his mom, I know that's not the case. Like (laughs) the road ahead is going to be plenty bumpy, and that's all part of growth. And of course, I want to protect him from heartache. People can be mean, bullies, and if he is stepping outside of his comfort zone more often, I feel like he's opening himself up for that. How do I handle that? Because I can't be everywhere he is at all times. I can't be at school. Although sometimes I just want to, if you've ever watched the Goldbergs, sometimes I feel like I am Beverly Goldberg because I would be popping up in that school constantly trying to check on, on my children because I don't want anybody to hurt them. And if they do, I, I will admit I want to cause bodily harm as psychotic as that may sound. But if you are a mama bear, then you completely get that statement. But I assure you, I, I do practice restraint when I am upset and have been miraculously cool when I've wanted to lose it in a situation where someone was not kind to my children. So I am fully admitting that this is hard. I'm not trying to pretend that it's easy and it's going to be simple to let go a little. And I'm not talking about completely let go because as a parent to a child with autism, I don't know if I can completely let go. I mean, I hope to when he is even older and obviously we've made even more progress, but there's always going to be some level of trying to help him and him needing help and assistance and guidance and learning, just life skills all together, things that we take for granted. I know that you may have thought this thought, but, you know, I've thought the thought a million times of, I can't die. I can't ever die. I have to live forever because I have to be here to take care of him because who else is going to take care of him? My head just spins and spins and then my husband has to bring me down. I am sure that many of you have experienced those spiraling, out-of-control moments, and I have thought that a bunch of times. And most recently, I feel like I've thought that a lot more often. Because he's getting older, I'm getting older, and I'm realizing that the things that I had to worry about when he was a preschooler, you know, seven, eight years old we're a lot different than the things that I'm having to think about and worry about as a teenager and as he enters adulthood. And so bottom line, it's hard. It's just straight up hard. And I thought that I would be doing backflips the minute that he was claiming independence. I mean, I have prayed for this. I have cried about this endlessly. And now that he is I'm finding difficulty in just letting him go and make mistakes and be messy because I want to control it. I want to control it not because I'm a crazy control freak. I want to control it because I'm trying to save hurt for him and as I've admitted, trying to save it for me. Because I see his self-confidence increasing, it's like I want to protect that. I don't want that to go away because we have worked so hard to get him there. And when we see him actually having a voice in starting to advocate for himself, and it's not perfect because we were just in a situation where this kid who was probably seven or eight was throwing things at him and my son just stood there. And when I say throwing things, I mean it was like these soft balls. But this kid didn't know my son. There was no interaction. It was like he just could pick up on the sense that my son was a gentle giant and wasn't going to do a damn thing to him and just started throwing the balls. And my son just literally stood there, not doing anything. Well, this was, I want to point out another moment where I practiced self-control because I didn't strangle this other child. But I did say, hey, cut it out, leave him alone, <laughs> because my son wasn't doing it, and then had to go up to him and say, hey, buddy, if something is bothering you, you need to tell them to stop, cut it out. That was a moment that was not perfect, where he still couldn't advocate for himself, but another teaching moment. But there have been more times Than ever before, that he's telling others to stop that, or I don't want that, or I need a moment, or (laughs) as in his progress report, can you get away from me? So, while it's messy and I don't have all the answers and I have zero figured out, I am going to tell you that there are a few things that I have learned and I hope that it will help you in learning to let go just a little so that our children can learn on their own by making mistakes and, as much as I hate to say it, failing. So the ways to make this happen, the ways to be able to let them step out and gain that independence is to encourage them to try new things. Our child has tried multiple things, has attended. I've signed him up for every recreation event. I've signed him up for multiple sports, adaptive within our community, to get out there, to figure out what he likes, and to give some opportunity for socialization because I think if I just allowed him, he would just sit in his room. And then there's the times of getting out Within our own community, just us as a family, whether it's going out to eat, going to a movie, going to the mall, there's these opportunities where he can ask for something on his own at a store. He can ask if he's looking for a particular character in regards to Funko Pops, which he loves. He can do that on his own. I don't have to do that. And will it be perfect? No. Because when he did, we were at GameStop one time and I said, okay, buddy, you can ask. He said, hey, employee, (laughs) do you have this Funko Pop? And while he should have waited until that employee was free and not busy with another customer, we let him know that maybe just say, excuse me. And he doesn't have to reference them as employee. (laughs) It was a teaching moment. He he got it done. He asked and he got his answer. So when I say to encourage them to try new things, I'm talking about life skills, things that we as moms take on and just do automatically without even thinking because we're so used to doing it. But when your child is seeking out more independence, we have to make a solid effort in helping them to embrace those opportunities where they can become more independent and do things themselves. And yes, of course, I worry that someone's reaction may not be so pleasant. What I have found is that when an adult recognizes that he is trying something for the first time on his own, they are very compassionate and patient. So despite all the news of how the world is in shambles and people are awful, there are still plenty of great people out there. So if you're worried about others while out in the world with your child, I will tell you that most adults are very patient and kind when they see that your child is giving a solid effort at trying something for the first time. And the other thing is to trust in the fact that you have taught them well. Now, this obviously applies to all children, whether they're going out and they're older, they're going to parties and having to make the right decision under peer pressure, but also with our children that have a disability, they have picked up on so much of what we have been talking about in teaching them. And although at some times they miss the mark, often I will have a teacher say that he did something. And it's something that I feel like I've taught and gone over a million times, but he's never picked up. But suddenly he showed it off at school when I wasn't there. But I feel like school is often where they see the independence Most because we're their moms. We're going to baby them and we're used to doing it all. And so the teachers are definitely better at letting them spread their wings and being messy more so than us. Although the teachers love their students, they're not crazy like their mama bears. So they spread their wings on their own at their own time most often. At school. So, we do have to trust in the fact that we are teaching them well and they are grasping it, even if it's slower than we expected. They're taking it all in, and you have to trust in the fact that all the work you're putting in is paying off. And you may not see it immediately, but you just have to trust that it's sticking. It's going somewhere and you will see the progress of it all. But we have to remember it's a process and we have to keep in mind of all our mistakes throughout life, especially when we were kids and how if our parents told us one thing, it wasn't actually until we tried it on our own that we realize that hey they may have been right or they had knowledge but we didn't truly learn it until we fouled it up on our own and we have to keep in mind that success doesn't happen when we want it to just like i can work my butt off but a dream or a goal may not happen instantaneously as much as i would love it to happen We have definitely seen that over the years with our children, especially with my son. The years of therapy, working so hard and feeling and wondering, is this even making a difference? And you're waiting and you're waiting and it doesn't happen. And then suddenly, one day, it just clicks for him and you see him get it. And it's the most amazing and magical moment ever and you live for those days. We need to remember all of the points that happened because then it serves as a reminder that we've come so far. And when you're in the day-to-day, it really is hard to focus on that because you do lose sense of where you were to where you are now and how much progress has been made. And that's why if you can journal, And if you have been journaling and marking down your frustrations and hopes and dreams for your child or for anything, I mean, this applies to anything, and then you look at where you are now, where they are now, you do realize that what you prayed for and what you wished for has happened. Maybe not all of them, but there has been progress made and those are the things that keep you going. So I'm at the point where I am trying to remind myself that although messy and awkward, we have accomplished so many things. My son has accomplished so many things and he has worked so hard to get where he's at. I have to allow him to grow and to continue to make mistakes Because that is the only way as humans, I don't care who you are, that you truly learn the lesson and get to reap the benefits of all the hard work that has gone into it. And if you need reminders on how far you've come because you haven't journaled or you can't remember, you're having a mental block, turn to teachers and therapists and friends and family. Because those are the people that aren't in it in the day-to-day. So they are able to really see how much progress, how much of a difference has been made in your child's growth and development. Because sometimes I do forget it. And then I have my mom who doesn't live in our state and lives completely far away, the West Coast. She doesn't see him all the time. So... When we visit or she visits, she suddenly sees this kid who has bloomed and really is starting to come into his own. And then I have a friend that was there at the beginning when my son first got diagnosed and couldn't speak a word and was there through all the years that he just couldn't even string words together once he started to say some words. And it wasn't till seven that we finally started to get those words coming together to form sentences. And she saw all of that. And then she reminds me, remember when you thought he would never speak? Or remember when you never thought he would ever be potty trained? Because we'll just say that I may have PTSD from potty training. It literally took Years And I don't even want to go to how long it took, but we'll just say a very, very, very long time for you moms that are, are just struggling at that point. So those reminders are amazing. So reach out to friends and family that can provide that. And when they say it just completely on their own without you even asking, write that down. Like, savor that moment. Use it as a reminder and just a sign that you're doing all the right things. And all those right things have brought you to the point where your child is trying to step out on their own and gain increased independence. And that is what we've wished for and prayed for. So, I'm telling you, as I've said, it is hard. It is not easy. It's hard to let go and let them fail because we love them so much. But because we love them so much, we need to let go and let them continue to grow. And I love quotes. And one of my favorite quotes from Winston Churchill is, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Can I get an amen? I love that because you're raising brave and courageous kids and you are a brave and courageous mom. So thank you for listening. I hope this has inspired you to let go just a little bit. Remember, this is what we prayed and hoped for. They are going to be okay and you are going to be okay. So don't you ever forget that you've got this. there. Me again. One more thing before you go. Thank you so much for listening to the Courageously Mom podcast. I hope you come back to hear some more. And if you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review.